Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 102 of the Degenerates Clubhouse. You know what we never do? We never, like a lot of other podcasts, like, I'm your host, Armando Ramirez, and this is my co-host, Aaron Jack. Like, we don't do the, like, introdu- like soft introductions. We always just kind of go. Yeah, we just, we just get right into it. Hard, that, and f- hard and fast. Yeah, hard and fast. The way we like to do things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe it's better if we don't put our names out there. Why not? <laughs> is it because we do silly shit, say silly shit, or... No, I, I was that was that was just a little joke. Okay, little little commentary on the on the 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 joke preceding it. Okay, all right, gotcha. Well, anyway, moving on to the world of Florida man, Florida man, causing mayhem when he can. Driving drunk as a rule, alligators in his pool of cloud. Here comes the Florida man. Oh! It's a fucking best. Uh, Florida man. Pigeons painted pink spotted in Pembroke Pines Park. Holy shit. This guy was hard hard on the alliteration. Wait, that was, that was amazing. Say that again. Pigeons painted pink spotted in Pembroke Pines Park. So how is it that with all the easy to say things that you've stumbled over in the past, that one you just rolled through twice no, no sometimes for me the ones i fuck up are words or like names that I, like last week there was some fucking weird uh anyway moving on uh among the green landscape of cb smith park in pembroke pines was something that stuck out just a bit on thursday actually quite a lot park goers were shocked to see two pigeons whose feathers had been dyed, dyed pink they are they are now just a bright target for predator animals said susan otto with palm beach parrot and bird rescue so, so first of all have you had many interactions with pigeons? Like, I don't think pigeons are, are in places you've lived, have they? No, they're they're more of like a downtown LA thing, and and you know you've encountered them, but not like it wasn't like a daily thing. So they've got they they are in downtown LA. Uh huh. So they really are just like flying rats. Cause they're flying rats. They got to be where there's a lot of shitty food and water. Like, yeah, I mean they're all over the place in Philadelphia, in New York, and I still remember. Um, going to 30th street station in philadelphia it's the train station uh-huh and it was like our whole not our whole there was like seven or eight of us on the wrestling team that were going to a summer camp in virginia and our coach was a weirdo and loved trains and he's like yeah we're gonna take a train to virginia because it's completely not practical that was the way he just explained it to us and one of the suburban kids who'd never been in a city was you know he's just we're sitting there like waiting for a train to get there and a there's pigeons fucking everywhere. Like yeah. they, I don't know how they get in, but the, you know they're pigeons. They're they, like inside the building. They find a way. Oh yeah. yeah, and and it's I mean it's the the main area. It's this massive like cathedral ceiling. Yeah. And like so it, they got plenty of space to. F- oh fly. yeah, yeah. It has to be hundreds of feet high. Yeah. Um, and this pigeon swoops down and lands right next to him. His name was Mike Rashuti. He was uh-huh. a sophomore and. Fucking Mike Rashidi starts free. He's like, what the fuck? There's a, there's a bird in there. And we're like, yeah, Mike, it's a pigeon. Why is there a bird in the train station? Because, like, they're pigeons. They just get everywhere. He's like, how did the pigeon get in? The, did it go through the revolving door? I'm like, no, there's probably a whole... And I just remember the suburban kid freaking out because he couldn't process the fact that there was what he perceived to be a wild animal inside 
yeah. train station, and it's like that's not a wild animal. That that is a city, a flying rat. Yeah, like that's that's this is this is their climb. So it's just one. I wouldn't have really thought there would be pigeons in Florida, mm-hmm. and two, like what is the motive here? Making them pink? Yeah. Are they trying to? Is, 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 were they trying to make the pigeons prettier? Are they trying to like literally paint them for predators? Like this person saying, like, what? What is the thought process? It's, it's uh, like it's I know Halloween. They get they're getting festive. They're making them pink and different colors just to kind of like, hey, they got a costume on. Yeah, but it's, it's Halloween. It's not Pride. That's true. Well, you don't know. It's Florida. There's there's gotta there's gotta be. You know that the the element out there in Florida, they party like fucking nuts. They're doing crazy drugs. They're riding alligators in their pool and all that shit. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, the bizarre side is no laughing matter, according to Otto. Ooh. Her rescue has taken in another bird with dyed feathers that was also captured in the area of Pembroke Pines. These are animals that are raised in captivity. They are not wild, Otto explained. They oh. are not supposed to be released by the wild because they're not native species, and they can't also fend for themselves. The dye, she said, probably won't cause harm, but the birds likely can't survive on their own in the wild. Uh, Otto speculates they may have been part, or sorry, may have been used for a gender reveal event. <laughs> oh my God, That's they're funny. right. She's right. That is what it is. Yeah. She's smarter than us. Yeah. Some crazy fucker was like, so okay, so first so of all, that means that that means they've had to have like ten of them in pink and ten of them in blue or something, right? Well, no, because they, they it's to reveal, so they they know what the gender is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that shit. Like instead of having a balloon that goes up and it pops and it's, uh-huh. it's blue confetti or pink confetti, they were like, we know. First of all, this was the, this is the wife's idea. She's like, babe, babe <laughs> I really know what I want. I want I want to release a bunch. Like like ten pink doves for our baby girl, and he's like, "Ooh, ten doves. That's kind of expensive. Eh? Like we're gonna get the Walmart doves, <laughs> fucking pigeons." And like him and one of his buddies went and captured some pigeons, and I hope those pigeons on their way out just fucked up their whole gender reveal party. Yeah, those parties are dumb as shit. Just shat everywhere. Like at this point, how many massive wildfires have start been started because of gender reveal parties? I have a customer who has a actual speedster, like a dragster vehicle. Like he's got this recreational. No, no, they 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 uh, want to be called non-binary now. Non-binary? Yeah. What does? Who does? You, you, call, you can't call them dragsters anymore. Oh, I get you. That's a good joke. I, I over my head it went. Um, but no, he's got a dragster, and um, just like the pink pigeons. Apparently, what he did was. They put some kind of weird, um, I don't know, dye or paint into the whatever element that causes the smoke to come out of the uh, of the back of the car when it takes off. And so they dyed it a certain color. And apparently that paint fucked up the paint on his vehicle, on this expensive dragster thing. And so now he's got a paint to, or buy to, that's violet. Yeah, it's just going to be in the background of the whole episode. I fucking hate, sometimes I just want to tranquilize this dog, seriously. Um... Give her some kava? No. Kava, get her really stoned. Give her some fucking edibles. Uh, anyway, that was it for Florida Man. Uh, moving on to the world of Ask Reddit. Aaron, Reddit question number one. Yeah. What is something very hard but very doable for most people? Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. This is my first time hearing the question. Very uh, hard. Do you, do you, yeah. Do you have one? Let me think about it. Yeah. So I think I think just running a five k. It it like most like most people just don't 
put the time in to like even jog a mile or whatever. And it's it's like going from zero to a 5K is very easy, but a lot of people don't do it. And you got people that do the 5Ks for the charity events and stuff, but they just walk them. It's like if you just put a little effort in, you could do it. It's not that hard to do. It well, really isn't. Well, I think, you know, even forget a 5K, I, I think even just doing a marathon is not. Yeah. That, and that's because the, the place where particularly guys, particularly guys fuck themselves up is they try to go too fast. They're uh-huh. like, oh, I'm going to set yeah. a record. Oh, I want to keep up with these people ahead of me. And then that's where they run into trouble. But if your goal is simply to finish it and, and no um, specific time, like like we're, we're built, like as humans, we're built to go very long distances. Yeah. Like we have sweat glands so we can regulate our body temperature. Like we've got all these advantages. And if you just kind of set your ego aside and you're just like i'm just gonna finish this and you don't worry about trying to you know keep up with other people or show up your friend or whatever it's not it's not that bad yeah 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 i remember when we did the flagstaff half marathon thing like i like to me that was like a further out goal to reach and man did i fucking die but yeah but you finished Finished. No, you definitely did. Like, we finished that 100%. We yeah, finished yeah, that. Yeah. We, we did. And, and we ran most of it, too. Yeah. It was just, and that was, because I remember the time you were so, you were so bummed. You're like, oh, God, I didn't run the whole thing, whatever. And you cheered up a little bit because I was like, Mondo, do you remember Cain Velasquez in Mexico City? You're like, yes. Like, like, the, like the Mexican heavyweight champ, renowned <laughs> for his cardio. And he gassed out at altitude. Yeah. Are you saying I I have a body like King Velasquez? I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm confirming that. Okay, cool, <laughs> awesome. All right. So, what's your answer? What's very doable? Uh, something very hard, but very doable for most people. I think I think like a lot of the home improvement stuff uh-huh. is very doable. It's it's kind of like just just anything where it seems really big. And like insurmountable, it's daunting. It's like holy shit. But every little part of of most home improvement things are are actually fairly simple. Yeah. Like if you had someone show it to you, and now you know there's YouTube for all this shit. Uh-huh. It, it's not that hard to do the one part, and it's just just figuring out. Okay, well, this is how you do this one little thing, and this is how you do the next little thing, and the next and next. And would like, you say you le- did most of your learning that way, like through YouTube? Like, a lot of it, dude. Tutorials, I st- still am. Yeah. Dude, I just put in a fucking French drain system by myself, yeah. like exterior French. I mean, well, not, not okay. Hold on, ninety-five that ninety-five percent by ourselves. You, you you helped with the uh, trench digging uh, uh, a bit, yeah. But like that past inspection, yeah, that's which, uh, one step closer to. Uh, but but any of that stuff, it's like really. I, I think the two things that are holding people back are one, like you said, it's daunting, and they're like, oh, I could never do that. Yeah, but the information's out there, and if you just go and learn. Then, it, you know, and, and you can you take the time to kind of absorb it and really like think through like, okay, this is how I do it. It's not that hard. But the other part where people, particularly when homeowners try to do things and where they fuck up, is that they just do not pay attention to details. Mm-hmm. There's there's little, there's always like these seemingly small things where if you're just like, oh, that's not important or you don't pay attention or you forget that part, that will fuck everything up. Yeah. And it's like, so if you just, if you just kind of get over that, that fear and and then are just very detail oriented and you're not cutting corners and you're not doing it sloppily then you can you can learn so many things yeah but it is it is hard and in my place i was i'm still scared about that french drain system i put in like it should work there it, it should be 100% good 
And I still have like nightmares of the basement flooding. I'm like, no. It's funny. We're reading this. Uh, my my employer is making us read these books. And the very first book, the dog awful, dog awful um, writer. And she's like a she's like a college psych professor, something or other. And she writes this book about you know two different. Anyway, to, long story short is um, a lot of people don't like to be challenged. Or, or they they want to take the easy road, you know, and so like to learn something new, it's like, it's gonna hurt, you know, like when you work out, like it it's gonna hurt, you get sore, and but your mm-hmm. body gets better over time. But people are scared of that kind of the effort, you know. Oh, and it and it it does. It also takes time because huh? even with the home improvement stuff, it's like yeah, you could watch like the two minute and thirty second Lowe's video where they're like. Yeah, and you just do this and this and this, and, and they, meanwhile they've glossed over like fifty different things. Mm-hmm. Or you can watch, you know, the the fifty seven minute one where he the like a pro contractor is going to go over every detail. Yeah, it might be a little bit annoying, but God, it makes a difference when you're learning all those details. Yeah. Uh, some of the redditors redditors answers to that question are user Davos lost fingers. <laughs> Get it? Davos, he didn't have any fingers in Game of Thrones. Anyways. Uh, people admitting they're they're in the wrong yeah that's hard it's hard to do you know again going back to the doing something that's painful it's like uh you better just avoid it you know uh user incredible platypus writes it makes me a little sad that nobody has said dicks yet huh what is something very hard but very doable for most hmm all right Okay. Yeah, that was the first pun I thought of, and I and I thought even I, <laughs> you're who, you're above who, that. Who will go to the, the usually the lowest common denominator for dick jokes will pass over that. Yeah. Much like I'm assuming women have passed over that commoner's dick. Yep. Uh, user. I'm saying what was his name? Uh, that one was incredible platypus. I'm saying incredible platypus is 100 percent a virgin. Yeah, probably. I also, I mean, he's on Reddit, so. <laughs> Do you think that? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, user livid underscore underscore bowl underscore thirty two ninety six writes: Having a consistent exercising schedule. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I it think is real hard. I think uh, for me, once it kind of once you kind of develop the routine, it's harder to break away from it. But it's getting into that. You know, it kind of sucks. But the nice thing for for me with that, I have this little aura ring. Mm-hmm. So it'll tell me, like, it's, it has a calorie goal based on how much I've slept and kind of where I'm at and everything. And the nice part about that is, like, I I had to move, I think I did, like, 3,000 pounds of rocks yesterday. Not a traditional workout. It could it could still be part of our... our well, you know what, dude? Uh, what's that? Francis, and, program, Francis yeah. and Ganu used to, like, lug sand since he was, like, eight years old or some shit, you know? And he yeah, looked, so I could be heavyweight champion of the world soon. Huh, just keep lugging sand. Keep, yep. keep building houses. <laughs> Uh, that was it for Reddit question number one. Reddit question number two is, what in weddings makes you cringe? God, so many things. Yeah. It's like kind of... <laughs> That's why it's an easy answer. It's one. really like what in weddings doesn't make you cringe? Uh-huh. Jeez, I mean like, let's see, like bridesmen, bridesmaids dresses. Uh-huh. You Most best man speeches. Yeah. When... Oh, oh, the thing... What is it? It's 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 like, like when... Uh, the is it the groom that's like removing like the garter? Uh huh. Like I'm like why 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 yeah. is this happening right now? <laughs> like, well, I think I, you, I guys do do this in the privacy of your bedroom in like 20 minutes. It's supposed to be symbolic in like 
oh, this is our first night banging because we're we're now we're married and like oh, I'm taking off her clothes and sultry butt. But, but you, it's like you don't have to. Yeah, that's that is not an in public thing. Don't yeah. do it symbolically. Do it like literally in like thirty minutes. Just well, you know what, guys. Just go ahead. The yeah. first one will be quick. It's fine. Go and you can come back and we yeah. can c- continue on. Well, that and also by by the time they've gotten married, they've probably banged their like. Let's be real. A lot of people nowadays are not celibate till marriage. It's like they're they're fucking beforehand and they get married. It's like no, do- I'm, I'm saving myself until I'm married. You fucking lying, second. I am. So yeah. and that's and that's also why I have so much Reddit karma points. Is because are you saying your name? I'm, I'm one with the community. Are you saying your username is Incredible Platypus <laughs> from the previous? That was me. I just added myself. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Like the, uh, the flower tossing thing. It's like the women get all crazy. Like, Oh my God, I, I'm going to be, if I catch this thing, I'm, I'm going to be next to get married. It's like, no, you're probably not. It, that's never held true. Wedding DJs cringe as fuck. The music they play. Yeah. Wedding DJs. Well, DJs in general are kind of cringe to me. The, the ones that get on the mic, like, you know, anyway, but you, live bands at weddings, sometimes pretty cool. Oh yeah, particularly like, like when they have their own like kind of vibe and they're sort of yeah. doing their thing. That's cool, but yeah, yeah. Live band over li- over DJ a ninety nine. Let's just say a hundred out of a hundred times, I'd rather have a, a live band than a DJ. And they could be playing shitty music, and it's still better than a DJ. You know the one thing. Let, let me let me retract everything. Okay, everything about weddings is cringy, except on occasion when the bride and groom have written their own vows. Sometimes that's not cringy. Cause like like it is cringy, but when it's so sincere, yeah, and they're really like they're like we're gonna fucking do this thing, like yeah. we're gonna have our whole lives slash probably like one and a half to two years together, um, and like we really mean that, and they're like so invested. Sometimes that just transcends being cringy because yeah, it, it's, it's, it's like a, a special moment. Do you remember uh, um, Dennis Dion and Heather Dion's wedding in mm. Vegas? No, I don't think. Do, do I remember that they got married? In did Vegas you go? Or? Did you go to it? I don't no. know. No. Oh, that wedding when they did their vows, I think everybody was like teary eyed. Like both, <laughs> all the lancers, and we're all like you know fresh out of college or still in college. And when they did their vows, to each other, everyone was like, <laughs> the the greatest, uh, one of the nicest weddings I've been to. Violet says hi, everybody. Let's see what some of the users on Reddit have had, had to say about that. User Fartfig Newton writes: Guess who takes. Guests who take pictures of the ceremony with a fucking iPad. Oh, that is bad. Jesus. Yeah, that is fucking cringy as shit. Um, you know, uh, you know what's funny is uh, when our when our brother Paco got married, he had um, like one of them drones flying in to take pictures and video shit. But, but the, the sentiment was nice to get like kind of candid pictures from different angles. That would have been cool. But we did it on the beach. So you're contending with the, the sound of the waves and the water and all the shit hitting the sand. And on top of that, the drone was not silent. It was like very, very noisy. And it was like two feet above where everybody was sitting. So we heard the drone. We heard the waves and the water and all shit. But I could not hear anything that was going on in the actual wedding. I could barely, we could barely hear the pastor or whoever did the you know, the services and we couldn't hear them doing their vows and all that shit. It was just like that. It kind of sucked. I mean, I think the intention was nice. The sentiment of doing a beach wedding was nice, but Mondra, should I let her out? Shit's, that's gonna, she's just going to fucking make noise. Um, yeah, I guess let me go. fucking. Mondo's does not mean that listeners. Hopefully he cuts this part out, but 
On behalf of Armando, I'm telling you he does not believe in animal cruelty. Shut the fuck up. I swear. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hit her a couple times. Fuck. He needs to fucking behave. No. No. She's a puppy. She doesn't know what the fuck's going on. I don't give two shits. She's got to learn the hard way. Anyway. Uh, you know what else wasn't cringy to wedding? I, I, I'm trying to remember. Like, the... Uh, it was one of the players, like like the female players I coached the first year when I was in Ohio, uh, invited me to her wedding, mm-hmm. and she was like le- like Lebanese, uh-huh. and so like her whole side of the family, at the wedding did this like traditional Lebanese dance, like they were in a like big circle on the outside, and they were all rotating one way, and then people all on the Inside were like dancing and they were rotating the other way and it looked cool as fuck. Oh, uh, I thought but, you were gonna say that was cringe. No, it was awesome. Yeah, I like. I do. I I agree. The the eth- the ethnic cultural um, wedding stuff is way way fucking nicer to to be a part of and to see as as a like the instead of the boring fucking traditional like American weddings we do. Like I really dig the ones where they do the dancing shit or like even like oh you know this let me retract my what i was about to say kill some the, goats the one the one thing that did was was cringe is somebody i forget who i think it was like my mom's cousin was getting married in vegas and then some relative of theirs decided that they wanted to do like a guitar like like it wasn't part of the wedding thing but it's like they took their guitar and they're like hey, i want to do this song for the 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 wedding couple and she would just do this song and sing to the top of her lungs and it was like like rolling your eyes, like okay, you're detracting. Like the attention is on you; it's not on the people getting married. It was kind of that was kind of cringy. Yeah, it's bad. Well, let's see um, some of the other answers on Reddit. Uh, user Ethan Toad writes: When some, when some else, when I think they meant when someone else, when someone else proposes to their significant other, like why take all the attention from the bride and groom and put it on yourself instead? It's so selfish. Yeah, that's kind of fucking shitty. Although I've never been to a wedding where someone proposes to somebody at a wedding. Have you ever seen that encounter? Nope. No. Uh, last one I'll read, user Corbay writes, releasing of doves into the sky. At my wedding, I will release rats into the crowd. <laughs> it's funny how it just ties back to the Florida man uh, uh, question from earlier. I'm going to release pink pigeons. Pink rats. Just put pink rats everywhere. Well, anyway... Uh, that was it for Ask Reddit. Our final segment of the uh, day is uh, Binger Purge, and we're going to be reviewing The Bear. I forget what was it on Hulu or it was on Hulu. Hulu. It the is Bear. on Hulu. The Bear. Aaron uh, mentioned it in one of like the kind of speed round Binger Purges, but we're going to give it a little more of a deep dive into this episode. I think both of our opinions are very fair, favorable on the show as a whole. Yes, Chef. <laughs> fucking asshole uh yeah the 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 principal actor you know who i really who impressed me i didn't know who the fuck she was never seen her before in anything in my life was the was the black girl she was fucking really good like she was really good i, I think mm-hmm. she was outside of the uh the main the main guy like she was like for sure my my favorite uh that and maddie matheson maddie Ma- <laughs> so a little brief little brief uh on the show it's basically uh, revolves around a guy who basically his older brother commits suicide and he inherits his sandwich shop and it, this sandwich shop is like a local kind of divey in Chicago in Chicago it's called Chicago Land and it's like known for it's you it's know ca- it's called the beef the beef the Chicago beef um, sandwich 
but this guy came from a background in like uh, I guess fine dining, and he was like rated one of these like top chefs. And and basically, when his brother commits suicide, he's like, okay, fuck, I got to go back back to Chicago and and continue on with this restaurant. Um, he enlists the help of this this black gal to help run the the the. Because basically he goes into the into the restaurant and the restaurant's a shit show. It's like it's 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 mismanaged. There's a lot of different personalities that just kind of like got used to doing things their way and not like the right way. And uh, so he has to go in there and fix a lot of shit. Fantastic job, fantastic show. God damn it, Violet. Sometimes, what do you think? So, so, okay, so so first of all, the the thing that I think stands out the most about the show is just the tone and intensity yeah right i guess they were trying to accurately depict how crazy and intense uh you know the backside of restaurants can be yeah like the kitchen and so people there's lots of lots of angry shouting lots of yelling everything's very high paced i mean it's like <laughs> jesus christ like 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 chefs and the 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 people in the back that we aren't as as patrons of restaurants we aren't privy to like what's going on behind the scenes, and there's also there's basically just just a, a giant subculture of high paced people cursing people just like always in like levels of stress that you wouldn't imagine and like all we know as fucking patrons is like oh I ordered a steak where is it it's late you know I want I want my food where is it why is it cold why is it wrong. And they don't realize like all the craziness going on behind the scenes, you know. Well, and they they shoot everything very close up, so the the show a lot of it feels very claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. You know, they're using a pretty wide angle lens, so like you feel like you're just you know kind of a, a not even a fly on the wall. You feel like you're just you're just jammed in that environment with them. Everything's very close quarters. There's a lot of lingo in the show. That's what I was kind of joking. I, you're always I, saying yes, chef, corner, meaning they're coming around the corner behind. That claustrophobic effect, though, it really, like you, like you said, it's all close shots. It makes you feel like you're almost like in the way. You're like, fuck, yeah. I want to get out of the way and make sure that they keep doing their thing. I don't want to, you know, fuck this operation up. Well, and, and I think I think that comes together really masterfully is maybe the seventh episode yeah. where they shoot the entire thing in one take. I think the very beginning, like the first two, three minutes are like just normal shots, like, you know, the split shots, whatever. And then they go into this scene once they get into the restaurant, and it just kind of follows, you know, the goings on. The chef yelling at this chef, and this chef goes off camera and does something, and then they come back into the. My favorite is uh, Rich or Ricky that gets fucking R- stabbed. Yeah. He gets stabbed. <laughs> fucking, I just got stabbed. He has to have gets fucking... st- stabbed in the ass because they didn't say behind. Yeah, yeah. And then Maddie Matheson has to patch him up with some fucking. Oh, it wasn't Maddie Matheson. It was one of the other kind of uh, helpers or dishwashers or um, something. Yeah, and and it, there there is this feeling which it, it apparently is very genuine to the the chef experience that like they're just constantly like minutes away from everything being a disaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and um, in fact in that episode the one you're talking about the 7th episode Yeah. All hell breaks loose. Like literally, all hell breaks loose, and everyone's losing their shit. And uh, people, you know, not to spoil it, but people ha- had enough. They have enough, and then they just kind of like blow up, and then they move on. And the the other thing, well, Violet, you can't you can't do that, Violet. Uh, the the other thing that I think is impre- impressive, and and I actually enjoyed about the show, they do a very good job of 
adding a lot of emotional weight. I mean, you you feel the stress the characters are feeling. Yeah, you feel. I mean, and they're they're all kind of dealing with with different things. I mean, um, different kind of emotional baggage that they're they're bringing into this restaurant experience. Yeah, but. It kind of ends there. There's no like weird forced romances. I mean, it, most yeah. of the relationships are not most. I guess I guess all of them are platonic. There there is one maybe sort of vague hint of a romance, but nothing actually happens, which is, is rare. Like I can't remember the last. Are you talking about the pastry chef and then the the other black? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're a good couple too. I think yeah, it was kind of like go. It's what? like yeah, Mondo, Why do you, why do you think they're a good couple? Because they both have a passion for cooking, and they're yeah, you know, yeah, they should because they've got similar interests, and, they, and they're they, both nice people. They're both like kind people behind yeah. this demeanor of they've like got a lot of similarities. Is that what you're saying? They both happen to be black. Is that what you're trying to lead me into? But yeah, but no, that's not I'm saying they love the culinary arts. What are you talking you're fucking about? Asshole. But racist. No, but no, I was really rooting. I was like, fuck yeah! Like you know, he's a, he's the pastry chef's like a nice guy. He's me- uh, uh, well-meaning and he takes his job seriously. You can tell he's trying to get better at his craft and all these things and tips and tricks. And he, uh, you know, asks her for help here and there. And- Although I was like, why the fuck does this little sandwich shop need like a, a its own special pastry chef? <laughs> he's making donuts and shit. Like what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, no, I I was rooting for that that. Uh- what do you call them when you the sh- I was shipping them. I was trying to ship them. <laughs> Her to, chef. To to be to be heard. Cool. That's and my favorite of all their sayings. You didn't remember that one? My favorite saying is when when they're acknowledging that they understand like like they really get what the other person's saying, they go, Heard chef. Yeah. Yeah, I missed it, man. I'm have to watch it all over again. I did rewatch that seventh episode though, just to kinda put myself back into that uh but yeah, really well made, really really well made, um, gritty, and it's not. There's a lot of, there's a lot of accidental levity, and some of it is intended. But there's also a lot of accidental levity with what's going on, and and great show. Uh, it looks like there's going to be a season two, at least the way that the this, this season one ended. It's like kind of like, haha, and on uh, next season, uh, I really liked it. I I um. Uh, some people may or may not know that Maddie Matheson, the kind of uh, celebrity chef personality guy, is one of the like executive producers, and he actually put himself into the show as like this kind of like he's, like he's a handyman. He's like a handyman, and he's like, but he's he's got aspirations that he wants to join the team like officially and be like some kind of a uh, uh, would you call him like a prep chef or a sous chef or some shit like that. Uh, Funny, like just the Matty Matheson in person, the personality is fucking hilarious, and the character he plays is pretty much Matty Matheson. I mean, he's not playing anything different, just loud and <laughs> this big guy. Uh, so I, I will say this for anyone who does try to watch it, I was I was not super into it for the first several episodes. Really? Yeah. I mean, I was like, eh, okay, it's fine. I and I felt like I just didn't really get it. Yeah. I mean. Because it it they're they're they are short episodes. I mean they're what they're what are, what are they like twenty something minutes? Yeah, they're under under a half hour for sure. Because it's supposed to be a half hour show with commercials or, or whatever. I think. Uh, well, and and they're very like I said, they're very intense. There's just a lot of people shouting at each other. I'm like, dude, I don't know if I really want to, you know, put up with this. Yeah. And like, but they you know they're well made enough and the acting is good enough that you know I would just wa- keep watching them here or there. Yeah, well, very fast, very and, and you know well, what's funny well, is let me uh, sorry, I was trying to let the thing um, this, between OBS and then and then Violet's going like full like trying to eat the the cord on my shorts. I was getting distracted. What I was trying to say is by the end of it, 
it like like when the 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 last episode kind of hit, I was like, holy shit, that show was amazing. Yeah. But it, like it took me until that very last episode where they kind of tied everything together. Where I was like, oh shit, that was great. I love that. It's essentially because it's only what eight episodes and they're less than half hour, so it's essentially a very long movie if you if you kind of watch it that way. Very very bingeable. Binge for me for sure. I always had have I told Aaron before we started recording this shit that like I've always had this fascination with that culture, the the, the culinary culture, the the chef culture. Um, in a former life, I would have been a chef. And so it, the the subject matter for sure intrigued me because I wanted to see. I've read about it in Anthony Bourdain's um, what was it, Kitchen Confidential. I've read about the culture and how it can kind of be um, behind the scenes, but watching it in action in an actual show was kind of interesting. I also liked the movie. Um, if you've ever seen it, movie Chef with um, what's that fucking guy's name? Matt Damon. Not Matt Damon, you motherfucker. Jack Black. No. <laughs> Oh God! What's his name? I'm pulling it up. Anthony Bourdain. John Favreau. John Favreau. John Favreau. That's what the next one I was gonna say. I actually knew that. I didn't know that. I didn't until anyway. He's uh, another uh, movie that kind of gives the 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 Mark Ruffalo. (laughs) He's start naming actors. Chris Pratt. Anyway, um, really good show. Really bingeable. Um, I would say one of my favorites recently for sure we you know what's going to be interesting is that the, at the end of the year we're coming up on december we're probably going to do another like year in review type of episode and we're going to have to rank all of these shows because this 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 tier list yeah this this year has been kind of an interesting uh there was a lot of hits and a lot of misses this this year in tv shows we have a, a lot of time left aaron we're only about 35 minutes in did you want to bring up uh the thing, the thingy, the thing. For the last like 10, 15 minutes, Violet has been on my lap, just being an absolute nut job. She's uh-huh. she's all over the place. She's like, I'm gonna chew the mic cord. I'm gonna chew your shorts. I'm gonna. There you go. Yeah, Anyhow. raising raising a puppy has been uh, very challenging, very very challenging. A lot of frustration on my part. I just got so used to being. Solo, single, doing whatever I want to do when I want to do it, and this fucking puppy nightmare is. Well, kinda... you, you also got like maybe like the second highest energy breed, yeah, in the whole freaking world. And you know what? I was gonna mention that. No, I knew that. I knew that. I or say anything, but I, and then I realized I'm like, you know what? I don't think you'd really listen to my opinion anyway. So I might as well just yeah. Well, I'll I just let you do your own. Thing. It wasn't. It wasn't like. Uh, it wasn't like. I chose the breed specifically. It was like my sister's dogs were healer or are healers, and they had a litter. It was like, hey, you're getting a dog. I was like, oh, all yeah. right. No, I, I understand. It was just, I was like, oh, you're going to try to raise that dog in a one bedroom apartment? You know what? <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I will keep any opinions to myself. I think in the long run, it'll be great for you. And uh, yeah, this, this next. Next two years are going to be f- fucking. Yeah. There's a lot of. A lot of challenges for the next couple of years for sure. But uh here's the hoping that this fucking dog, you know, gets me laid, like taking her walking somewhere and some chick's like, Ooh, I like your dog. Can I touch it? I can touch my dog. I, I mean, I think I think just showing that you could care for another living thing and not having it die in your yeah. charge. Yeah. Uh 
you know, is a benefit because I don't know if, you know, you, you immediately give <laughs> off that vibe. <laughs> you think I give off a vibe like I'm some fucking serial killer, like... I didn't say a serial killer, just just that like animal killer. You know, you, you'd like live in a, a place with concrete walls and and uh, you know like pallet furniture and just not give a fuck about it. But look, look, there's a living little creature that you're feeding, and you're tending to, you're telling you to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I treat it like an adult, or like a you know, I don't treat it like a puppy. I don't treat it like a little kid. I treat it like, listen, motherfucker, you're gonna you're gonna. Obey me. <laughs> and puppies do notoriously respond well to that. So She's very good one-on-one. If it's just me and her and, and she's pretty obedient, it's when there's anything else or anybody else. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you want to pull off a magic trick but you can't pull it off, but yeah. when you when you're practicing it you can do it perfectly and flawlessly, but like no. Yeah. I, dogs in general and especially puppies, their their attention they're always going to gravitate towards what is the most interesting thing to them. Uh-huh. And when there's something new that's out of their their uh normal routine, it's that that all that immediately becomes the most interesting thing to them. So it's very, it's very hard to do. Yeah. But like even Finn is 6 now and he still has some of those issues. Yeah. I I want her to eventually grow out of those things. I want her to be a lot more obedient. She, this type of breed probably will be. I mean, she should be much better behaved than Finn when she gets older. Yeah. Should keyword should I'm doing everything in my power now to get you know get her there, but uh, anyway, as I mentioned, did you want to discuss that Draymond Green thingy? If you want, um, well, we got plenty of time, we may as well just fill in with some random shit. Yeah, it was, I just, it's just a whole uh, you know, the, the, the NBA loves drama and soap opera elements, and uh-huh. that's kind of uh, particularly now since they're, they're just playing preseason games no one gives a fuck so people get very invested of like oh this player is trying to do this and that and whatever and one of the the big news in the nba world right now was was a few days ago this this report came out that there was a physical altercation at the warriors practice and people were like kind of kind of glossed over it because they you know that doesn't who knows what that means right maybe it was just a shoving match like that happens all the time another nba player dating a kardashian or some shit Um, as the world turns (laughs) but then a a short video gets leaked to tmz and you can see it's clearly shot from up in the stands and it it shows you there's no audio so you don't know what's being said but like you can see like draymond green kind of from a like across the court and jordan pooler they're yelling stuff at each other and then like Draymond like walks across, you know, kind of rolls up on him, walks across the court, and like gets in his face, and then Poole like shoves Dray- Draymond Green in the chest, and just if you're not familiar with those players, like Draymond Green is a fairly big guy, like he's like six six, but very solidly built, kind of power forward. Mm-hmm. Jordan Poole is a a six foot guard, and I bet he weighs like maybe one seventy. Yeah. So when Jordan Poole shoves him, Jordan Poole just kind of goes backwards. Um, and then as soon, like right on the heels of the shove, Draymond Green does like almost what looks like a Superman punch. And it was, it was fast. I was like, shit, Draymond Green, I didn't know you could move that fast. Like, why don't, why don't you do that on the court ever? But just Superman punch. You want a Superman punch, guys, in the middle of a game? No, I mean, actually, like, move that quickly. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that would go well if he did it in the game. But just, just like one punch, just like drops Jordan Poole, and it does not look good. And so there's been this whole kerfuffle about like kerfuffle. Yeah, 
That's the best way to describe it, a kerfuffle. <laughs> and the media about like, oh, like, you can't you punch a teammate and like they're never going to re- recover from this and they're going to have to trade probably Draymond Green and this, that, and the other. And I just, it was just sort of interesting because like, I, I obviously the sports media, particularly in the basketball media, like they don't have that much to report on right now. Yeah. So them sensationalizing this makes sense. But I'm also just just seeing to how how fans are responding to it in social media. I'm I'm like, am I am am I just old? Am I looking at this from a different perspective? Because watching it, I'm like, yeah, obviously not great. Like a much bigger and and also should be older and more mature player. Just fucking clocking a younger teammate, a younger, smaller, weaker teammate. Yeah, not great. But at the same time, I'm like, I could think of like a hundred things Jordan Poole could have said where if I, if that audio was in there, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I see where I see how that all unfolded. The NBA players to me are, are when it comes to like sports teams, like NBA players are like the biggest divas, like the biggest divas. There's much smaller teams. So personalities and egos are more kind of on the forefront than like a baseball team or a football team or. Well, and it's a much more star driven league because of that like they, they in a way it is justified because if a team gets just one star player that that's like millions and millions and millions of dollars more for that franchise yeah and people buying tickets and like for for most nfl teams like you're not going just because there's one player you're going because the team's good but like it wouldn't be like oh no you know the the Chargers traded. I don't know who the fuck's on the Chargers because why would I? But it's not like oh the Chargers play, traded this one player. Now I'm not going to go watch the Chargers anymore. Yeah. But like the NBA, that that shit happens. Oh, that's the mic cord. No, Violet. That shit happens all the time. Yeah. So so I think to some extent the diva ishness is a little bit justified. People really. I should say people. I should say fans slash white fans <laughs> really do not like the fact that players largely black players have figured out their value in the NBA to, to a certain extent and are taking a lot more agency in their own careers. But no, but yeah, for real, it's like, like players will in the NBA will now force trades and they'll say, I want to go play to this team. I, I want to play. I want to play with this, this player. Yeah, exactly. You know? And fans do not white fans do not like it. And it's like, and, and I don't know, that shit drives me a little bit crazy. And it's, it's so, I don't know. It's, there's just like a lot of weird, what seems like conflicting opinions to me because those same fans are like the NBA is soft now and like fucking back in the eighties and nineties, they're real men and blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, okay, a punch was thrown in practice. And I mean, you were on sports teams. Like how many punches did you see get thrown in practice? Between players, like uh, very few, you know what? Usually boil down to even on a football team, there's going to be one or two guys that are just divas. They're just Mm -hmm. fucking, they're just, there was this one guy in particular who was very talented. He was a running back, but he was like his dad, like raised him up, like bred him up to be like a good athlete, a good running back. And he always had like disciplinary issues with the coaches. Like he was always fucking getting into verbal fights with them. And like he quit on the team and then he came back to join the team and then he quit again and he rejoined. It's just like, like you're just such a fucking big distraction, dude. Like you're good, but not, not to the point where you you're, you're, defl- you're like, you're making it all about you. This is a fucking team sport. And um but I can't recall very often where there was like actual like fights between teammates. It was kinda like, you know, everyone had their clicks and that was it. It was just 
you know. Oh, I saw that maybe like a dozen times. Between your lacrosse players? Uh, Any between the chicks? Mm, like like you fist coach? fights? No. No? Uh, like kind of like dirty hits where like, you you know, like in the flow of play, one of them just like chucking the other one. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Did, would you, would you as a, can you say as a coach, like that person that got trucked deserved it? Or was it more kind of like, like, hey, that's kind of dirty. Like, don't do that. Probably more in the latter. Really? Because, it, it, yeah, it was usually felt like it was more like petty. But that's the other part as a coach, like, I, particularly with the girls, I didn't know all the behind the scenes shit that was going on. Yeah. The one, God, one of the funniest ones I do, <laughs> one of the funniest ones I do remember. Was like, like you could I could tell like two two of the the better players on on this the team in Ohio were like there's something going on like they were like mad at each other. I'm trying to figure out like what's what's happening and I go I just go over and ask one of the other girls I'm like are Kristen and Demi fighting like what's what what's going on and they're like and they explain it to me and I just start laughing hysterically because basically what their argument was about was it a boy was no not exactly sort of. Was was Demi felt that they sh- they were roommates as well, and Demi felt that she should be able to do whatever she wanted in her half of the room. So she she, she had her boyfriend over, and they were banging while Kristen was in her bed trying to sleep. And Kristen, very 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 Midwest, you know, Michigan. Kristen was like, "What the fuck are you, you can't you can't no you cannot." Have sex with your boyfriend while I'm trying to sleep in my bed. And Demi's like, I'm not doing it in your bed. It's in my bed. It's in my half of the room. And this has created <laughs> a lot of tension. And I I just, I mean, if, you, if you'd if you watch, like, you'd see me walk over to one of the girls and, and, you know, very concerned, ask this question, and then just start hysterically laughing. <laughs> like, like, this is the funniest shit. Thanks, coach. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Um <laughs> I did that one. I did not try to help resolve at all. I'm like, you, you, gotta, you can't. You got to just stay out of it. Yeah, you girls are gonna have to work this one out on your own. Yeah, you <laughs> like, can't. But no, I didn't. I didn't see any fist fights. Um, although there's one. We had one Cuban player who I could have completely seen her taking a swing at someone. Really? She oh, just like yeah. a, she had the Latin fucking like, yes. fire in her. <laughs> Pardinas. Pardinas. That was her last name. Uh huh. Yeah, I can't. Uh... I mean, hard for, and I'd only played football. I didn't play any other sports, so it's hard to think of other times where, like, teammate, like, inter-team. But I don't know. So what's what's just your take on that situation, though? Like, I I feel like it's it's just, like, a team thing. It, yeah. It, it shouldn't, the fact that the video got out is, is really, I mean, because a lot of fans are like, oh, the Warriors care more about the video being leaked than the actual punch. Yeah. And I'm like, no, they just want to handle it on their own. Yeah, yeah. This is like team business. Like, fuck off. You're not supposed to know about this. Yeah, this is the, what they're saying. The players and, and the coaches will probably figure out a way to either resolve it or if it, worst case scenario, if it does become a very big issue, then they, you know, that they force a trade or something like that. But again, that's, that's you know, as fans, it's not like we can influence any of that shit anyways. That's stuff that's like, like you said, leave them alone. It's their private stuff to figure out and let it be like who cares but, but do you even think it's that big of a deal it is a big deal but again it's none of our concern really like how does that like as a, as i mean unless like, unless you're like a diehard fan of whatever team uh those guys are in part of then you probably who, who gives a fuck it's fucking it's whatever it's just it's uh like you said it's drama that leave let them figure it out i guess so i mean it is it is <sighs> It is tricky. I mean, when that like physical 
element is introduced into any sort of relationship. I mean, I think if it's if it's a a sort of man to woman like intimate relationship, it's done. You can't, right? What like, do you mean, like like a fight? Yeah, no. So if 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 it's like there there are uh, you know their partners like boyfriend girlfriend husband wife whatever, and a punch is thrown, it's like it should be over. That's just that's just it, particularly particularly if it's the man throwing the punch. But even the woman, there's some of these weird cases where it's like. Like <laughs> no, for real. Because yeah. like guys can't, they don't feel like they have any recourse. But it's like, all right, like my wife is fucking crazy, and she's like beating my ass, and she's like pulled a kitchen knife on me. But like, as a guy, no guy wants to be like, um, I'm the. I left her because she beat me. <laughs> I left her because she was physical with me. I'm the, the the victim of domestic violence. Yeah. But like, so like that should just be over. Yeah. I feel like with friends, it's a little bit different. At least it, it was. I mean, I've seen friends that that scrap and then they're just like okay whatever and we yeah. get another system famously karate yeah. kid season five they were like that's a, you know just one punch and then they're like okay we're, we're best friends now famously karate kid that's funny so uh, yeah i mean yeah it, uh i've incited where i've gotten punched i was so fucking drunk and i talked so much shit that i was like yeah i probably deserve getting punched but whatever who cares it wasn't what like did you I, say What'd you do, Mondo? What did I do? The famous, the famous uh, Ricky McDonald. Oh, the tea bag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think exactly. I think <laughs> I think that you probably did deserve to get punched for that. Yeah. Did he hit you? Yeah, he fucking punched me. But I was like, I was like, like literally laying horizontally on a couch, and so like the the couch it's, itself absorbed like the. <laughs> I just kept laughing. It was like I didn't feel shit. You know. I I feel like now that would have been a big deal though. If if well one oh, yeah, yeah. one. One, the schools would have gotten try to get involved and shit, and you would have he would have reported you for sexual har- harassment, probably, and yeah. then and then there's there's a physical altercation and all that. But like, it's funny. I I was there when that happened. I didn't even remember him hitting you because yeah. we were just like, ah, oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I what the fuck am I? Gonna, I'm like, I don't care. Like, whatever. I I incited it. I probably deserved it, and fucking so so be it. Move on, squash the beef, and move on. It was. Wasn't like, oh my god, this. But right now, you're right. Like these days, if something like that would have happened, like in, at Whittier College or any college for that matter, oh my god, it's headlines. Look at this, this, this one person was uh, yeah, physically just, just just to break down that whole incident in today's world. <laughs> it was Multi- Ar- 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 Armando. Multiple things would have exposed been himself to a, a non-compliant, you know, party. Rested his genitals on set parties. Was it his shoulder? Forehead. Forehead. Oh, God, that's even worse. Genital to forehead contact. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that, that. I think that's 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 sexual assault, yeah. Armando. Yeah. So you, you, uh, indecent exposure, sexual assault, which enraged the, the aggrieved party, Mr. Ricky McDonald. And then a punch was thrown in retaliation. So it's like we have like domestic violence, we have sexual assault. It was everything was just that one. And, and meanwhile, all of us dumb fuckers are just like ah. laughing, funny, and laughing. Ah. Like, no one's trying to break it up or anything. He's like, ha ha, look at these idiots. Uh, exactly. Oh. It happens. One well, and before we started, we were talking about the one, the only time I ever actually punched anybody was um, was we were, we were having a meeting, and one of our should have been older and wiser. <laughs> fraternity brothers who was, have. I mean he was at that point he was he was what like two or three or four years out of college 
more, more, because he, he was, uh, let's see, he had pledged with 97, it, it, I'd say, yeah, five. It, it was hard to tell. At that point in his life, uh, we're talking about Mr. Stephen Damari, he, <laughs> he looked like he was somewhere in between like 28 years old and 74 years old. Yeah. It's very hard to tell, depending on um, what, what, what stage of drunkenness and uh, and body, body grooming. He was he was a little, little scruffy. Um, and we're having a meeting, and there's this like... What the fuck? How old was he? Like 20, 29 or thirty five sure, or whatever, somewhere in that range. Like just, and this is this is at maybe noon yeah. on a weekend. Uh-huh. Just just like aggressively drunk, will not stop talking, <laughs> will not stop interrupting as we're doing this meeting. And I'm just getting like more and more frustrated because I can't remember. There's something we all just wanted to to get out of there to go somewhere. I'm like tr- keep trying to calm calm him down. I'm like, and finally. I made a, a cardinal mistake in dealing with any drunk person was I gave an ultimatum that you knew was going to be broken. I'm like, dude, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to punch you in the face. You tell a drunk guy, press this button, I'm going to fuck you up. Guess what he's going to do? He's going to press the button. Yeah. I mean, that that was like guaranteeing. But that and, and I remember at the time that I was trying to like think through it. I'm like, I can't kick this fucking idiot out because he I think he drove here. He's like hammered. I don't want him leaving. And, yeah. you know, so it's like I didn't. And, and also something about like, I don't really know all the ins and outs of what was going on in his life at the time. But I kind of gathered it wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if, you're, if you're getting hammered on fucking noon on Sunday or something, it's probably not. Things are probably not good at home. And the mm-hmm. only place you have to go is like the like the college. For, not even. This was not a party, mind you. This was like a meeting minutes agenda, like yeah. planning out. Like, so anyhow, I, I didn't I did not want to kick him out. And then, yeah, I, I made the. The mistake of giving an ultimatum, which he immediately broke. <laughs> I mean, it was like seconds. It was like, if you don't shut the fu- Hey, hey, all right. Like, I don't even know if I finished the sentence before he interrupted. And yeah, and then I got up and very quickly crossed the room. And not unlike Draymond Green did a little bit of a flying Superman punch. The only difference was I, I really pulled a punch. I didn't. I think, I think more than anything, it just maybe startled him a little bit. Yeah, caught him off guard. Like, oh shit, this fucking guy actually punched me. <laughs> But yeah, I don't. It didn't hurt him. I don't think. I think it even left a mark because I wasn't. I was not trying to. It's not trying to like break his face. It was just like. It, it was that dynamic of having like a younger brother that just won't shut the fuck up, or you just want to like check him. Except it was this thirty-year-old dude in her in her fucking fraternity house. Very weird. But yeah. I don't know how or if that changed my relationship with Damari. I mean, we never, but we were never like really close or tight. So I don't. Yeah. The the only thing, the only thing that I I, I'm just really really happy about was a year or two after that when it was my 21st birthday oh. and my my drinks got spiked with 141 and I took tequila on top of that I puked on his washing machine not in his washing machine on his washing machine yeah and so so as I don't know <laughs> I don't know how he feels about things or or the punch or anything but. Uh, on my end, even. on yeah. my end, I'm like, you know what? I forgive anything he ever did. You <laughs> <laughs> even the score. We're good. That's kind of what happens. You let them resolve. You let things like that resolve on their own, and you know, just move on. Well, I do. You have anything else to add to this episode, sir? No, I just got to go move like four thousand pounds of rocks. Do it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching us on Twitch or YouTube's or whatever. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We will talk to you guys in a week. Bye-bye.
Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you. 